Namahe Tefano and welcome back to another episode of Code with Kingy where we are recapping the Super Rugby Aotearoa final for 2021 and once again I'm very fortunate to be sharing the microphone with one of my besties in Dominic Rowe. Alright well kia ora and welcome back Dominic on to Code with Kingy where we're recapping the final Super Rugby Aotearoa fixture for 2021 that being the final that was played out on Saturday where unfortunately it was the Crusaders claiming a Fifth title in a row. Um, yeah, I'll bro. throw the mic to you, my man, because I know you've got some points you want to raise. Oh, bro, yeah, it's Give just me your like, point of view. Crusaders, they they've done it again, mate. They've done it again. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm speechless, bro. They're just they're too OP. Like, Chiefs, you know, they they held in there. Their, their first half was kind of what I expected. You know, I thought they. Yeah, what, what was fifteen ten? At the time. oranges, yep, yep. And then so you know, it's like the boys could be on here, but Crusaders, mate, they just yeah, they are they are something else. So like they just yeah, unreal effort from them. That just they yeah, I can't even explain it really. They just too good, bro. Yeah, just slipped up from the Chiefs. Feel those missed kicks from DMAC. Could that cost them the starting position at fullback for the All Blacks? I think so. You know, I was debate. debate going on that I've been having with a few of the boys like who would you want it fullback for the ABs and you know obviously the two names that come up Geordie Digmack and I think from that perform like no don't get me wrong Digmack's outstanding but in those moments like that you kind of need him to to clutch for you he has done a little season clutching but yeah and the, the big dance it kind of let it slip a little bit so yeah that was just you know if he if he slotted those penalties that he they missed could have been a different story. So um, overall, yeah, I thought the Chiefs obviously, if they played, played their hearts out and things like that. But Crusaders, mate, just a little thing, do little things well. Moanga, Havili, Will Jordan, bloody dynamite, bro. They just, yeah, just they, you want them in the team, eh? I'm even looking at Will Jordan. I'm like, damn, even he could probably start the All Blacks at, at, at 15, eh? But um, real not he does. That's that's probably a bit more done more down the track but Crusaders say less eh, say less too good bro the thing for me that that sort of just blows me away is just their ability to just be so so resilient in moments where everybody else would have just cracked so mm. if you, just, you just point to that patch where Severis gets yellow carded with Cody Taylor already in the bin exactly bro like no the other team yeah. holds out with a Two men, um, what's the opposite of advantage? Deficit. Yeah. You know, only the Crusaders do that. Yeah, right. Well, that's that's just the caliber of the team they are, right? Like that's they that's played just... better when those two were off. Like I actually <laughs> think that the the Crusaders <laughs> they they didn't drop. You know, you, yeah. That's that's yeah. That that was a defining moment. You know, when when they're down to thirteen, and surely the you know that was the chance for the for the Chiefs. But um, yeah, bro, just. Yeah, it's just can't. Yeah, it's just they're just too good, bro. Like, unreal. Yeah, Scott right. Razor, get him up to the big job, eh? Like, I just well, yeah, he's, like, you he's can't just, argue with with five from five, mate. You can't, bro. You can't, especially in the level of like New Zealand footy as well. Like, it's not like you know, there's no no bums around here. Like the boys, you know, there's 
plenty of good boys in that Chiefs team and, and every team for that matter. So it's, yeah, they just... I think the fact that they've done they it consistently... It was well, because he got, so, yeah. Because yeah. the, 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 the thing that I always talk about when I talk about Razor is that it's not like he inherited a team that were winning. When Todd, when Todd Blackadder was at the head coaching role for the Crusaders, he yeah. didn't win anything. But in comes Razor, implements all of his methods, you know. All the yeah, because he was, well, he, he, was tw- he was 20, uh, he was, did he coach, I think he did 20s as well? Yep, prior? He 20s, yep. Yeah, prior, yeah, so he kind of had that, that background there, but he, he just came in, like, Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's come through the system, and I mean, like, I, I guess a lot of thing that, that goes against with him is that he is against the grain, not only in his methods, but he's still bloody young. Like yeah. his, his transition from player to coach wasn't know, that like, long, eh? Like no, it was a bit of no, a short window. Yeah, not at all, bro. But for you have to give props to the guy. Like the the guy's won at every single level, and it's not like he's just one type of coach. And what I mean by that is that it's not like he's an, an X's nose guy, and he's purely that. You know, the players love him. Yeah, and well, he probably 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 allows him to. You know, he's probably not too. I think he'd be quite open, eh, in terms of his. His playing style not too restrictive, you know. Playing kind of playing what you see to an extent as well. I but think, I mean, um, you can be like that. But beyond that, you just look at the the fact that you can keep such a talented roster together. So I point to that outside back um, grouping. You got Will Jordan, David Havili, uh, Sevu Reese, George Bridge. Bridge so yeah. four doesn't fit into three starting positions. But Will Jordan, in that period of time where teams were chasing him, he's like, nah. I, I want to stay, you know, like I don't yeah, and because he, he was he was he was coming off the bench for a bit, like I think last season as well. Like he, he has only great. really come into his own kind of in the last the last year, really, hasn't he? He's kind of yeah, really developed into that that player he is, and uh, I, mate, he he is the man, eh? Like I just well, you have I to think... wonder, like, does he turn into the player that he is now if he leaves the Crusaders? Like a lot of young guys would, you know. He it wasn't like he was, you know, there or thereabouts. Like he's always been sort of touted as a good player. And the Highlanders wanted him, or every Super Rugby club, you know, in the well, country yeah, wanted him. But yeah. he enjoyed it that much in the environment, or still does, that he made the sacrifice, you know, or what was a sacrifice at the time, and it's paying dividends, you know, the guys. What I think it comes him. down to, bro, is just probably the, the competition that they have for those spots is is so high. So I think for them, for them, you know, they're obviously gunning for that, you know, for that starting position. And that's that healthy competition is probably what is kind of excels this team to the next level because they're all obviously capable of play, you know, starting, but just because their, their boys next to them are as good, you know, they're all constantly just pushing, which I think is probably what accredits them being, you know, the way they are. But I think even beyond that, though, like there, there comes a time in a, in a player's career where if they aren't getting you know, the 80 minutes like maybe some of the, the other guys in their positions are, you know, especially for someone of his talent where yeah. he's always been on the cusp of being all black ever since he came through that 20 system. You know, he could have easily said, you know, well, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for me to crack the starting 15 here because David Havili was the co-captain at the time and you had the two all black World Cup wingers on, yeah. on either flank. So it's like, well, you know, a lot of young guys would have been like, shit, there's no opportunity for me here. But he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's stuck in it. He's done the hard work and... Mean, well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to be an All Black starting winger this year. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yes, surely, yeah. Like, you'd, you'd, it's yeah. got to be the twenty-three. Oh. The, the guy, yeah. the, the guy has a knack for scoring tries, and you know, like, doesn't matter what level of rugby you get to, you can only win a game if you're getting points on the board. And so, yeah, I, I think the way that the All Blacks are defending at the moment, when the pressure's on, we need all the points we can get. 
Yeah, and he, 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 yeah, without a doubt, he'll be in there, bro. In my mind, at least, you know, it's the fact is, what do you just, do you, what do you chuck him at 14, you know, to cover that kind of position, or do you just, yep. do you just chuck him at, chuck him at, at the back? Like, I think you probably have, my, my, my ideal back three would probably be Geordie, Geordie at the back, um, Will Jordan on one of the wings, and then I guess that left, left, left wing spot's, um, a little bit open. Whether you kind of chuck, you know, Rico back in there, I'm not too sure, but, I think Will Jordan and um, Geordie of you know the number two there at the back kind of guaranteed. But yeah, I just even look look at someone like uh, Havili. Is, is he viable for a crack? You know, after after his last couple of campaigns. He's my All Black Twelve mate. After what I saw on Saturday and like yeah. what I've seen from him all season. Is he twelve? I mean, I don't get me wrong, mate. I'm as big a fan of Nani La Mafia as the next guy, but yeah. David Havili and the way that. That, you know the combination that he'll have with Richie Moanga starting at ten. I think that that stuff's invaluable. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not like he it's not like it's been like a neck and neck thing. Like Havili's been head and shoulders above any other second five in the country. Mm. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's interesting. Thing, I know it's a, it's an interesting. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just whether or not you see Fozzie or bloody. You know, chuck chuck him in there. Kind of, he hasn't really, you know, made his made his name for the All Blacks as yet. You know, playing for them. Um, so it's just to me, it's yeah, whether he just goes with it. You know, it's probably the perfect time to chuck someone like exactly. Dave in there. You know, but whether or not he does it, that's another thing. Because then you've also got, you know, who would you have playing at, at thirteen for the ABs? Would you want, you know, ARB in there? Would that be too similar of a kind of player or players kind of in that midfield? You know, typically All Blacks have gone, you know, for a Bash and crasher and a kind of just steady, steady the ship kind of guy. So would would you know that's where the kind of La Marpe, ALB combination I was thinking would be quite um, you know, way forward. But yeah, Havili is yeah probably without a doubt the you know, second five of of the nation at the moment. So I mean, it will be interesting, like right? It's exciting. Yeah, like just 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 branching off that point. I have repeatedly come out and said that I like having a yin and yang midfield, you know, yeah. Nonu Conrad Smith esque. Yeah, but yeah. David Havili's not a small boy. He, he he's a pretty big bugger and he, he, gets, yeah, he, he gets direct. But the thing that I love about him is just his his skill set. Like his offloading ability is crazy. I mean his distribution, you know, the fact I mean you can play him from ten out. Like that's how great a player he is. Um he's got a bit of toe, he's got a lethal kicking game as well, so you have to always sort of keep that stuff in mind. So, I mean, the grubber kick for Will Jordan's try. Yeah. David yeah, Avila, yeah, you know, yeah. like, Nani Lamalpi can't do that, or he hasn't shown the same repertoire, you know, as... as no, I see, yeah. So, so, who would you be Who would you be looking at then, you know, playing outside him? Who, who, who in your mind? Well, like, if we're talking just at, at this current stage, you know, if, if we had to play a test in two weeks, and, you know, we're probably, you're probably going Richie Mo, 10, Havili, 12, then who would you, who would you play outside him? See, I'm exactly right. No, 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 no. I know who I want, but this is I'm conflicted. So if I'm going the safe route, and you know this guy's been informed the last month, Antoine Brown. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. he's a, he's he's the glue guy. He's always going to get the job done. But if you are wanting a bit more of a home run threat, or you know a bit more X factor in there, Rico. Rico, I, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I know a lot of people don't like that, and they don't think that he's a thirteen. And you know, don't get me wrong. Like there have been more than one occasion there has been more than one occasion this year where Rico has played more like a winger with 13 on his back yeah, and yeah. that hasn't done himself um, any good in the public eye or for any of his haters but 
Riku Iwani hasn't been a slouch, and for whatever reason, like that blue season just went down and down and down after they played the Crusaders. And I mean, Riku Iwani still did his thing, but I still didn't think he had that great a season, you know, like looking at it, you know, as a whole. But like, I feel like yeah. I've, I, I, I get what you mean, bro, and, I'm, and I am more on your side with that, that you have to have. Well, yeah, I think this is what, we're, what we've been accustomed to. We've been accustomed yeah. to that through through the luxury of, you know, Nono and Smith. But without, you know, like being on about Rico too much, because, you know, we are we are here for the, the Chiefs Crusaders. This is the other key name we've, we've briefly mentioned in, you know, before in this, you know, in this little young we've been having. But Richie Mo, my gosh, that guy. I Yeah, he is, yeah, ridiculous, bro. Like, he is just, he's got the flair. He's got the goods. I just, yeah, surely he's, he's our TNA. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, well, when Bodie, I'm more thinking, you know, when, when Bodie comes back, but I'm just thinking, just keep Richie in there, to be honest, bro. Like, he is just... Hold that thought, bro. Hold that thought. Keep that in the back of your head because I do have a question for you later on. But, yeah. <laughs> man, the, the, the thing for me with Moanga, like, I don't, I, his attack, like, when he's on, he's probably better than Bowden Barrett. Now, he doesn't have the ability to or he doesn't have quite the same ability to make the break and then run the length of the field because he's not as quick as Barrett. But his his timing and, you know, when to run, like he always seems to be skinning, you know, like one of the boys up front, like in terms of his like peripheral vision, you know, like when he gets to the line and like has a scan on what to do, you know, like his tactical kicking. And, you know, I talked about the, the part where the Crusaders were down to 13 and it was almost like they were playing better. I, I want to rephrase that. I, w- I wouldn't so much say that the the Crusaders played better, but it was when their best players stood up because they knew that's what knew their they team needed it. in that moment. Yeah. And Richie Moanga was at the forefront for that. Like that break that he made, um, ended up getting chopped down by McKenzie. But just, you know, just his little patches where it just relieved the Crusaders' of pressure. You yeah. know, that that's the stuff that sets him apart from any other 10 in the country um, at the moment. And, and, and even with Bowden Barrett, if you throw him into that conversation, because... This guy's been the conductor for the best team the last five years. You know, he's their most important player. And he kind of looked at it as well. Yeah, exactly. And he he stood up in the biggest moment. So, yeah, well, that's that's when I I, I hear some of my my fellow English buddies talking about, you know, their mates over there playing 10, what, Farrell and all those boys. I'm just like, mate, they got nothing on Richie Mo. Richie Mo is just a freak. You know, it's just I just yeah I can't I can't see anyone even, I can't see Bodie even playing ten over him to be fair like yeah to play Super Rugby five years you know five championships yeah he's just that's that's kind of that DC immortal kind of kind of kind of stuff you know what I'm saying right I don't I don't want to come across out of pocket by saying this but like is Richie Moore more exciting to watch than Dean Carter? I think probably. I don't, yeah. I don't know what. There's something that, like, I was. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I was not on the Richie Moonga bandwagon from day one. Not like I was with Dan Carter as a little fella, and not like I was with Bowden Barrett being a Yeah, I'd, fan, I'd be but, similar to you, right? Yeah. But, like, there's something about this guy at, at the super rugby level. Now, don't get me wrong, like, he hasn't quite done it the way that Carter did when he played for the All Blacks, albeit Carter played in better All Black teams. And that's what I mean. Like, I've got this question for you later on, bro. But I want to get through like whatever other points we want we want to talk about with the final. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I guess for me, like I mean, we're banged on about the Crusaders, their ability to defend with thirty men. But it's just the Crusaders just win those moments, and I I don't know how to explain what I mean by moments. But there's just periods in the game where 
Which you I know, think it's like, just the experience. The, the, the like, game the experience just turns on it. Like, you, like, you see yeah. it in the, in the in, when we when we you know had the the, the preview. You know, you you talk you talked you brought the point up about the you know how the Crusaders all all black team essentially. Um, and I was, I was kind of doubting you a little bit when you you're saying that, but it came through, bro. You know that that's that's the difference. I think between the two teams was just that that all black experience coming through as well. Um, yeah, like the the Chiefs, the Chiefs will be better for it if they manage to, you know, keep the same processes going forward. You know, they 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 can build on that, and I think that will do them a world of good if if they don't change too much. You know, I don't know how many players are off contract ready right next year, but I think for the Chiefs, um, or the they, coaching. yeah, exactly. That, that's going to be another interesting point for them. You know, will Gatlin coming back? Um, you know, how's how's Clayton going to? You know, what what's the role going to be there? I'm not too sure. But I think you know if they can keep that group together um, going forward, I think it'll be you know as exciting next year because they have had this experience. They were you know by by far the two best teams in the comp made it to the final. You know it was not not like anyone got that hard done by. What the Blues came in third, but they they're a bit of a letdown this year if I'm honest in comparison to the the hype of of last year. So I just think for the Chiefs, you know it's it's. It's looking good for them, you know. They'll be pretty gutted, um, you know, about it right now. So probably had a, they had a good night out of their their hotel, a few complaints, but you know, they they'll if they can stay together and kind of build on this, it, it will do them a world of good. You know what I mean? Oh, one hundred percent. I was about to say, as long as there was no strippers at the hotel either, they would have been um, <laughs> they would have been a okay. But um, oh. but just one one point for me that I thought was weird and didn't get talked about in a number of the riots that I looked at. But the moment where Anton Leonard Brown put that chip kick through and he went to dive on it and George Bridge got to the ball first but knocked it dead. Was I the only one that missed that? You know, like it looked to me like George Bridge. I wouldn't say he intentionally did it, but he went to plant the ball. But he knocked dead. Now you're not yeah. allowed to do that. I mean, yeah, interpretation is there. There we go. But, um, but the referee was right there, and I'm surprised Anton Leonard Brown didn't call for a, a referral. Like, I thought that that was, I mean, like again, the the Crusaders had 13 guys, uh, had 13 players on the field at one point. So for me to say with with George Bridge going to the bin, would that have changed the game? <laughs> I mean, probably not, like, probably, probably not to be honest. They probably but... won by 20 points more. I think like. <laughs> they probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> Reese would have got a hit. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah, I, I, I see your point, bro. But yeah, I just, well, yeah, it's final forty eight. Like they, they got those two yellows. I feel like with yeah, with with Bridge pushing that back. I mean, it's just one of those calls. eh? you just you can't can't dwell dwell on it too much. I, I just I wasn't sure if that was just my eyes or like whether or not I missed something that everyone else may have picked up, but. Okay, no, nah, man. Like, I think I'm, I mean, I've always like, been watching too much league. Like, <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, true, but mate. I mean, I think we've we've covered off like the Crusaders. I mean, they're just like you said, they're OP. You know, Razor needs to stay in the country. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be a, it it could arguably like the biggest mistake in the history <laughs> of our game oh, in my lifetime to let that guy go. Like, if that guy goes yeah. off and coaches like England or something ludicrous, oh. like what was being talked about earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, mean, yeah. I think I think you know all hell would break loose in New Zealand. I think we'd go through like lockdown, you know, like two point Only this time <laughs> it's on the hunt for Ian Foster. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to see. I know this is this is just a bit of bit of my um kind of fan fantasy going on, but I'd love to see like a 
you know, a world league of all the, you know, all the, all the club teams or franchise teams that, that win their respective regions go off and, you know, play like a championship league kind of knockout tournament. And that would be epic to see kind of how the Crusaders would, would tee up, you know, against some of those Northern Hemi teams, but they'll probably, probably dust them all, to be fair. They're, they're, that, they're that good. I know they've talked about it in the past, but the only problem is that it obviously clashes with the All Blacks calendar. So once that super season gets over and done, but, you know, like it could be a thing where, but even then, you know, like rugby starting so early, you know, these days, yeah, you know, starting yeah. like February, that you couldn't even have like a preseason tournament sort of buzz, you know, sort of similar <laughs> yeah, to what yeah, they had yeah. with the the tens a couple of years ago. But they just crack yeah, I mean, I mean to be to be to be completely honest, bro, like there's just so much rugby on these days that like the the idea of like putting more into it and like forcing our players mm. to expend even more of themselves or cut into their holidays, I don't think it'd go to, down too well with the NC, um PA. But, yeah, probably not. Yeah, eh? I mean, like they're already having their, their troubles with the Silver Lake stuff, bro. So, yeah, I can't see them throwing um, anything else their way. Um, <laughs> not for the foreseeable future, at least. No, so. not yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. Um, but I'll get into my run or pass uh, segment, my man. Uh, so this week I've only got three, you know, with it only being the one game on the weekend. Yeah. And when I ask you to park that thought, my first question is: Are the All Blacks actually better served by not picking Bowden Barrett at least in the starting fifteen to see how Richie Moanga operates without him? Definitely, bro. So run it. Hundred percent. I I think, yeah. I think Bodie coming off the bench would be an asset as well. Though, like, you know, having that having that flair off the bench as he used to, um, was always good. But it's just whether or not I guess we're not looking at egos and things. But Bodie has been, you know, probably the number one player for the last few years. So it'd be interesting to see if that was to. To eventuate, you know him, him being the twenty three jersey or twenty two jersey, whatever, because he he can, you know, play that dual first five fullback position. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he could kind of how he would adapt to that, you know, whether he could park his ego. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and, and then he's you know coming off the bench for, for for that role as opposed to you know steering the ship kind of thing. I think that would be the the biggest barrier for him. But you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I personally, I'd, I'd I think that would be the setup, you know, having Richie Mo on at ten, um, Bodie impact off the bench, you know, no discredit to Bodie, but it's just I think he'd be more suited for it, you know, he can come on and just run rings for half an hour, and and see how it goes. I think in, in the most you know other teams will be getting fatigued, Bodie's rapid at you know at most times, explosive in that. So yeah, but I definitely I definitely agree with that. You know, I'd I'd love to see it. I think the fact that he chose to go and play in Japan, so that was his choice. It wasn't like there was, you know, there wasn't a spot for him to play 10 uh, at the Blues here this year. He chose to cash out. And, and you know, I, know I have no problem with that. But I think this is the perfect opportunity for Ian Foster to pull trigger and let Mwanga run the team by himself. Now, 100%. that's not that. I mean, I, and again, like, might sound like a bit of a hypocrite here because I, in the past, have said that I like the 10 15 playmaker role. But it hasn't, you know... It hasn't quite, fired, bro. Yeah, it hasn't fired the way that, you know, I thought it would have. And, you know, I still think it, it does have some merit. But with Bowden taking his talents elsewhere, this gives Ian Foster an excuse to let Richie Moonga run the team. Exactly, but bro. The, but then the interesting thing that's going to come off the back of this is that if they do play well and they play better than they did last year, then that's an even bigger conundrum for Ian Foster because then he's got to go like, well... I've got a two-time World Rugby Player of the Year. 
on the bench. Yeah. And Bowden but Barrett has become a, a household name. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just yeah. he's just he's bigger. Well, no one's bigger than the game, but like he's a brand now. You know, he like, is. And you know, I think Bowden, he's probably the, you know, the first proper player that has made that transition. You know. Like I think Dan DC's, during his, yeah, during his playing days, during his yeah. career, yeah. So it's um yeah I agree, but I think that's all you need to just peel it back, bro. And sport is sport, and and, and there are going to be but players. But Ian Foster in the past has not shown that he's willing to make the tough calls. Yeah, exactly, and that's why you know he's probably not not the favorite All Blacks coach that's been around because he's just know, vanilla. Like he, like, you know, like, yeah, bro, perfect. I, you know, yeah, I, I love myself a vanilla milkshake, bro. You know, like all right, stop. Can we read and listen? But, no, but like, yeah, you know, bro. Vanilla doesn't win rugby world cups. Exactly, bro. It doesn't. And the yeah, no, I think I, I'm I'm with you on that, bro. It'd be, I'm that's why I'm for the first time in a long time. I'm excited to see how it's gonna roll out, especially for you know the the upcoming ABs um, campaign. Just just to see how it's gonna. If it, hope I'm hoping there's gonna be a little bit of a change in there because then you know they'll show show that Fozzie's actually you know. To sign and throw a few more options out there, apart from just going, going what's worked in the past, you know, kind of going under that Hanson Henry kind of regime of just you know the same dude, same dude. This just this is this is this is for us to experiment, you know, and actually actually chuck out some different something different. Um, obviously, that ten fifteen combo didn't really work. You know, they played a handful of games um, with Bodie at fifteen and, and and Richie at ten, kind of prior to the World Cup. But now this is this is the real time to to kind of you know. Play Birdie on the bench. Chuck Chuck Jordan at fourteen, fifteen. You know, let, let's let's we got players to do it. So I think yeah, Havili at twelve. I think I think this is the time where we need to kind of see that expansion. Mate, there was nothing wrong in what you just rambled on about, bro. But we'll get to my second question because <laughs> otherwise I'll keep rambling. I know uh, we, we we probably need someone with opposite views, bro. So you can have some good debates because we just agree with each other and we're just like, oh yeah, sweet. Next point. Why do you think I'm so selective with guys? Like yeah, hard, <laughs> hard, hard, bro. Yeah, don't tell uh, me that. Yeah. Sorry, but right, no, sorry. Uh, question number two, and again, we we, we touched on it briefly. Clayton McMillan stays in New Zealand as a coach in 2022. Are you running with that or passing on it? 100% running, bro. 100%. I mean, that that yeah, he's from the from the Chiefs. I can't. How many games did they lose in a row? 11? Was it 11? 12? I don't. 12. 12. 12 you know, they came. But at the start of the season, they lost well, I think the first two games and then to finish second, and deservedly so. I don't think there'd be anyone... You know, they, they won a few games on clutch, but I don't think there was anyone... Um, well, not many people would be out there saying that they didn't deserve that second spot. And that, you know, big part of playing that would be Clayton's um, co- coaching role. So I, I think definitely he's definitely going to stay in with the Chiefs franchise. Um you know, he's a bad plenty man, so he's within the region. So I, I just, yeah, it's just going to be really interesting to see how Warren comes back in and 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 what his role. You know, is he just going to kind of be an overseer and let let Clayton run that? And I wonder how's that even how's that financially working? I don't know. Like, you know, I'm sure the, those boys won't be on pennies. So, be um yeah, interesting to see how that goes. Which is another exciting thing, you know, for for footy. That's why. It's quite good to have these little um, these little obstacles for the fans to kind of mull over because it's actually creating a little bit of spice to to union, which I think is um, is what's needed, you know, because it, it can get a bit a bit stale at times. But if we kind of elaborate on these points and kind of make them a bit of a talking point, and it's like yeah, like you know, there's actually a bit going on. So I think yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens here, and I, I hope Clayton stays in with that you know that that main role and. You could obviously Gats would be an asset as well, but I just hopefully they don't 
clash or anything like that. You know, like having two chiefs, not enough Indians. You know, that could be a bit of a <laughs> bit of a well, no pun intended there, but yeah, hopefully that doesn't play a you know, detriment to the to the boys. But I think yeah, Clayton Clayton head coach and maybe just have Gats there as the overseer. I don't know. Definitely keep him in there. Mate, I can't, again, yeah. second time in a row, I can't, I, I can't add anything more to that, my man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll round it Code off here, my Domo. man. <laughs> what have I started? Uh, all right, 2022, Super Rugby Aotearoa. You running with it or passing on it? Would you like to see a third rendition of us just playing Kiwi sides? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with no, right? I'm, I'm, I do love the, the home derbies. I love seeing it, but there, there's something else about watching. You know, you, if you got a few few of those games against Aussie, you know, you have you you watch a get you know you watch a game at seven thirty, and then it's bloody another New Zealand team on at nine thirty over an Aussie. It's it's bloody unreal viewing. You know, watching two games back to back, and it's good to you know. I think it makes um makes those those home derbies that more special when you know they're not happening every week as well. I think. Going back to the is is South Africa gonna be you know if, if Super Rugby Aotearoa isn't a thing next year, and the Super Rugby resumes, is that back to old format with Aussie, Argentina and South Africa? Well, that stuff sort of got that's up in the air a little bit. There's gonna be the yeah, because yeah, South the Pacifica teams coming out. in. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So the Pacifica teams guaranteed. So what us Pacifica, um, Australia, and what probably Argentina are the confirmed and then it's just the, the South Africans are, are they on the fence or what from I mean I should know this but from from what I can gather from my memory at the moment the South Africans were out yeah and but I mean like besides that you know even if they were in the the problem with the current state of the world that we live in is that it, it's just not feasible you know you, 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 you'd yeah. be sending guys over there that had to quarantine for two weeks play their games and then when they come back to each other it just, it just wouldn't work with your typical Super Rugby format. That is, yeah, that is, that is a valid point. Example. Sometimes I, I yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> forget yeah, no, forget there's a big like, pandemic, you know, like, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, yeah, I think Super Rugby, Aotearoa has been epic, but let's, let's just move back on to, you know, opening up the borders and, and, and playing Aussie because then it just makes those, those home derbies that much special, I reckon, that much more special when, you know, they're not happening every week. Um, as, as such. So, I'm, I'm, and I think I mean this is this could be a podcast on its own, but I think the the the, the Midas Ten Cup, you know, the the NPC should should start flourishing again in terms of you know getting a few of the the big guns back in because um, I I truly believe that you know the 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 average rugby supporter like myself would far rather get behind you know your, your province as opposed to a franchise if that makes sense, and I, I'd love to see um, kind of a few few more of those. Those big names playing playing for the the provinces, um, but yeah, that's a whole other bloody topic we can go on. But Super Rugby Aotearoa, it's been epic, but um, yeah, I want to see some of the Aussie influence, you know, and those home derbies just become that much more special. Hundred bro, I mean, it's, it is going to be interesting to see how the the two nations with all their clubs fare over the next six weeks. I think it yeah, that'll it'll give us a good indication at, at the. Perhaps the disparity in, in, in the skill levels and the ability levels, but well, that's yeah. Well, I but, mean, that's but like what... you said though, like I mean, I think it's even it's good from a marketing perspective because it opens us up into you know perhaps getting a bit more revenue with paying these Australian teams who are in a bigger market, and 
I don't know, there's just, like you said, though, that it is getting a little bit stale, you know, playing the same teams week in, week out. And, and I think it'll even be better for our boys uh, on, on their bodies because they talk about just how demanding it is to get up every single week and play against, you know, a team that's full of, you know, half the team's full of all blacks, you know, exactly, in comparison, yeah. you know, not, no offence to the Australian teams, but... Oh, they didn't take yeah, thing. I think it's just, just, it's just, and it's probably, they, Aussies will bring a different style of rugby, right? We are... Exactly. Know, the, yeah. The, true, the, true. the new teams are, are quite similar in, in in the way they play, which I've I've loved to say. As I think we touched on last well, Friday or Thursday, whenever it was, that even with the you know opting out of the, the that attacking modality has actually been quite nice to see in terms of the return of the oh yeah we'll take the three points when they're on offer. So like even that aspect, but I think yeah I, I think the Aussie you know Aussie teams will. Especially the Reds, or well, caught the caught the last kind of uh, mm. twenty minutes of that that final against against um, Canberra, and, and yeah, that, the Reds are looking sharp. Canberra was even looking sharp, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how yeah the the, the New Zealand teams actually um, front up against them. You know, James O'Connor has been bloody just a, a superhero for for the Australian rugby teams. So um, yeah, it'll be cool to kind of see them step up against New Zealand teams and see what they can they can do. You know, um. I'm being biased here to the Kiwi teams, but I think I was, I was talking to I think the Cheese and a few of the boys yesterday and saying actually how many teams, how many games do you reckon you know the Aussie teams will win versus versus the the Kiwi teams over this next kind of six weeks? And I think the consensus was that Aussie teams will probably be winning about three games. I think that's what the boys said out of the how many they're going to play. So New Zealand teams is probably biased from us, but look like we're going to. Steamroll ahead, but that's the beauty about sport, bro. You know, you can never, you can never rule anyone out. That's it, again, bro. <laughs> Third perfect answer in a row. And I think that's a great um, <laughs> note to finish on, bro. I don't want to anything off, you know, dilute, you know, that that perfection that you just spat out of the. Bro, you're gonna replay this. Now. You're gonna be like, this guy's taking too many punches to the dome. Eh? He's just, he's just saying the same stuff over and over. Yeah, man, maybe you need to take more punches, bro. Turn out that crap. Um, not crap. Turn out that gold. Sorry, that was the wrong choice of words. Um, see, see, I'm I'm the one fading at the moment. This is your podcast right now. Um, yeah, thanks. But yeah, uh, just, just like I mentioned on Thursday, my man, I really appreciate you taking some time out to have a quarter with me. And like this, this has been, you know, like I mean, I love all my podcasts, bro. But this is um, it's really cool being able to talk to one of my best mates and have him actually be competent um on a microphone bro so well, i try my I, best um, bro but it's a bit of, bit of garbage but um no it's, bro, it's definitely been... need to get you back on for the all back game <laughs> definitely <laughs> i don't know if you can afford my signing fee mate <laughs> <laughs> nah it's yeah. been unreal bro and um nah, I, nah it's, yeah it's been um good fun bro so i'm definitely keen to, to jump back on with you and um yeah it'll be interesting to see how the next kind of um next six weeks of footy plays out eh yeah bro I mean, yeah, like you said, it's anyone's ball game. That, that's a beauty of sport. So, yeah, we just have to wait and see. But for now, um, until the next time I get you on or until we have our weekly catch-up, my man, um, yeah, peace and love again. And, yeah, have a great sleep. Shot my brother, Mateo. Well, I'll catch you up, eh? <laughs>